0: No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Matthew 6, 24
1: Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account,
0: Ladies and gentlemen out there in the Legion of Michael podcast audience, thank you very much for joining me once again for a brand new show. Oh man, there are a lot of warnings in the Bible. There's a, there are many admonitions against attempting to serve both the state and God or two masters. And of course, Christ was giving us this advice. He was giving us this warning in the book of Matthew. There are lots of other warnings uh, in the Book of Proverbs uh, by Solomon and Ecclesiastes as well. Now, the the version that I read to you was the King James version. You can always tell King James because he likes to say "ye," he likes to say "thee" and "ye," and and "thou" and all that kind of stuff, right? So, if you look at a more modern translation like the the NIV what have you. It says, you, ye or you cannot serve God and money. You say, okay, well, money, whatever. Uh, but what is mammon? You see, often when we allow ourselves to go into these modernized texts, we lose a bit of the meaning. Now, if you look up mammon, M-A-M-M-O-N, the definition of mammon, the traditional definition, is wealth regarded as an evil influence or false object of worship and devotion. It was taken by medieval writers as the same as the devil of covetousness and revived in this sense by Milton. Now you see that if you regard or understand or read the definition, of Mammon, you're like, wow, that's that's way more than just money, All right? Uh, often people will say uh, that money in and of itself is evil. Well, obviously, money in and of itself is not evil. It is just a thing. It, it does. Money does not possess a soul. Money is neither good nor evil. Money can be good. If you give money to the poor or impoverished or downtrodden, or if you use your money to help or be a blessing to other people, how is that evil? Well well it's not. Okay. Well it's just like a firearm. A gun is neither it possesses no soul. It is neither good nor evil. It is either used for good in the hands of good men and righteous men, or it is used for evil in the hands of evil men. And money is the same way. But mammon is different than just money. Mammon, let's go back to the definition again, wealth regarded as an evil influence or a false object of worship and devotion. It is taken by medieval writers as the name of the devil of covetousness. Oh, covetousness. Where have we spoken about covetousness before? Yes, right here on this show. For uh, Let's talk about worshiping the state. You read the title already of this. Worshiping the state. You say, well, I don't worship the state, Paul, and, and stop thinking that I do. Okay, great. What does the state, how does the state compete with God? How does the state, compete with our faith as Christians? Well, we're given Ten Commandments, basic rules with which to order our lives. You know, thou shalt uh, not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and all of those, right? Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit murder. All right, not kill because kill and murder are not the same thing. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother that it may be well with thee, and they may li- that thou mayst live long on this earth. So those are the basics, right? We know that. Going back to shame week, we talked about or shame month. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about shame month. And way back in the beginning, God punished the towns, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah for engaging in unnatural activities and sins of the flesh for committing sodomy, right? But what does the state say to us? What does the state say to the people? You see, the state today says to the people, if you will devote yourself to me, if you will worship me, if you will worship the state, then the state will grant you permission to commit sin and engage in evil behavior. And many of your friends who are not faithful people or not thoughtful people may say, oh, what are you talking about? That's not true. The state doesn't give you permission to sin. The state doesn't endorse evil behavior. Hmm. Au contraire, mon frere. When the state... And I said a couple weeks ago, I wasn't going to say this again, but I have to say it to make the point, so you'll have to forgive me. When the state, as an organization, endorses fornication and sodomy by creating an endorsed, quote, pride month, unquote, in defiance of the word of God, they are committing sin and evil, And they're endorsing it. They're blessing it. The state says, well, those stodgy Christians in their Bible and their ancient dusty God, they say you're not supposed to do this. But we know that you want to do whatever you want to do, man. We know that whatever makes you feel good is okay. So we're going to endorse it and we're going to uh, promote it. When the state endorses fornication and sodomy in defiance of the word of God, it sets itself against our God. The state sanctions the murder of babies even to the day which they are born because they're inconvenient to the mother. When you have Mario Cuomo and his evil satanic minions in New York State smiling gleefully as he signs his name to a bill, to a law, to allow confused or, quite frankly, selfish and evil mothers to murder their infant children the day they're born because they changed their minds and to allow doctors, to endorse doctors murdering viable infant human babies. Because, well, they're going to be inconvenient. That is the state sanctioning sin and evil behavior. The state supports and promotes covetousness like no one else's business. We saw this coming. Our founding fathers saw this coming. They knew that it was going to happen. And we were weak and we allowed it to happen anyway. Candidates on both sides, but especially the evil Democrat liberals, tell you, if you vote for them as their platform, if you vote for us, we will create this program and that program and this entitlement and that entitlement. We just had a fraudulent presidential candidate promise people who had student loans, They decided, they made the decision that they wanted to go to college. But college is super expensive. But that's okay. Don't worry about it. We will give you a loan for $50,000, $70,000, $100,000. Don't sweat it. So an 18- or a 19-year-old can sign their name on a loan for $100,000. But they can't buy a beer. That makes sense. Because they're not mentally mature enough. To buy beer, but they're mentally mature enough to put themselves fifty thousand dollars in debt. But what did this what did the evil minion of Satan, this false presidential candidate, what did he say to these people? Well, if you elect me, I will endorse a bill that is a debt forgiveness. What? So you mean that all those banks. That the banks who put out those loans, what you're gonna do is you're gonna create a law to strip away the tens of millions of dollars in loans from these banks, hundreds of millions of dollars in loans from these banks. Is that what you're saying? That you're going to void the loan. Oh no, 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 no. That's not how that, that's how government works. Because they they like the banks and they need the banks on their side. What they're going to do in order to forgive the the voluntary indebtedness that these people have put themselves in, in order to do that, they're going to raise taxes. And they're going to take money from your neighbor to forgive your college loan debt. Now, as it stands right now, that program is in limbo. But the fact of the matter is politicians run on promises to create programs that takes your neighbor's money away and gives it to you or takes away your money and gives it to your neighbor your selfish neighbor it's like oh that guy said that he's gonna do this program and this program and na 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 yeah that program is money and that is covetousness when someone promises to steal your neighbor's money and give it to you, you are engaging in the sin of covetousness. And there's no getting around it. You can say, oh, well, I, I. no, you can't get around it. It is the truth. Whether you're a Republican or Democrat or agnostic or independent or whatever you call yourself, <laughs> if you're agnostic, you're probably not listening to the sounds of my voice right now. And you endorse a candidate who promises to create a program to give you blank. That is engaging in the sin of covetousness. And we were warned by our God that you cannot have a faithful, functioning society if you allow people, if people covet each other's property. And brothers and sisters, your money is your property. As a matter of fact, that goes right back to what? Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Wealth regarded as an evil influence or false object of worship and devotion. Wow. It's almost like Christ knew exactly what he was talking about. Imagine that. Worshipping the state over our God. When the state deliberately sets about to persecute Christians on behalf of the sinner and those who have given their souls over to Satan, what do we have? We have the state in direct conflict to God. Well, what do you mean the state persecutes sinners? Well, let me see. If a Christian photographer says, no, thank you, I'm not going to photograph your sodomy. Uh, And we're not going to photograph your celebration of sodomy and the worship of Satan. I'm not going to bake a cake so that you can engage in an event that celebrates fornication, sodomy, and the worship of Satan. Not going to do it. And then the state says, we're going to persecute you. We're going to arrest you. We're going to jail you. We're going to fine you. I got a question for you guys. See, the state likes to use the Civil Rights Act as their excuse and say, well, if you're a Christian baker and you refuse to bake a cake for a, a celebration of sodomy, then you're violating that person's civil rights. But ladies and gentlemen, the Civil Rights Act was not passed so that you could we could endorse behavior. That's what sodomy is. It's behavior. You see, the Civil Rights Act was passed so that people could not be discriminated against for things unto which they have no control. A man has no control as to what color his skin is when he is born. A man or a woman cannot control whether they are born as a man or a woman. Ergo, you cannot discriminate them. You cannot discriminate against a person because they were born as a woman. Because that is not a choice that they made. If a person was born in wherever, that was not the choice that they made. If they have black skin or yellow skin or dark tan skin or whatever, that was not a choice that they made. And the Civil Rights Act was designed to protect those people against discrimination based upon things of which they had no control. The Civil Rights Act was not designed to protect the choices of man. It was not designed to, dis- to protect the choices made by men or women. If you choose to engage in sodomy and worship Satan, that is your choice, You could not do that. You are not protected by the Civil Rights Act. Now, you say, oh, but Paul, the state uses the Civil Rights Act in that manner. Yes, I know that. And they are engaging in evil behavior when they do so. They are engaging in... Now, hang on a second. You say you cannot discriminate against someone because of a choice that they made. Well, why are we discriminating against Christians for making the choice to be Christians. Uh, 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 Yeah, exactly. How many Muslim bakers or Muslim photographers or Muslim florists have been brought up on charges for refusing to endorse sodomy? You see, the Muslim faith does not endorse sodomy. As a matter of fact, the Muslim faith punishes sodomy violently. I'll wait for you to tell me how many Muslim bakers have been persecuted by the state for a refusal to endorse a sodomy celebration. And you say, well, I can't think of any. But I bet you you can think of a lot of situations where Christian bakers, florists, photographers, etc., Christian ministers... People who run uh, wedding chapels have been threatened and persecuted by the state if they don't conduct a celebration of sodomy and a worship of Satan. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's what that is. Now, they say, well, First Amendment guarantees separation of church and state. First of all, it does not. The words separation of church and state do not exist in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is, of course, part of the Constitution. They don't exist. Now, many people think that they do. Many people think that those words, because they've been, they've been led astray by lies their whole life, and they believe that the words, quote, separation of church and state are codified in the Constitution, but they're not. Those words came from one man, from one single man, a judge. So, but let's, let's go ahead and give the devil his due. So separation of church and state. The state cannot endorse, according to the the secularists, the state cannot endorse religion, the worship of, right? Can't endorse it. You can't have nativity scenes on courthouse lawns because separation of church and state, which doesn't exist. Uh, but But they use that as an excuse. What is... A same-sex wedding other than a worship of Satan. You're engaging in the work of Satan. You're rejecting the word of God. You're saying, I don't believe that. Don't want to I don't want to listen. God's old, don't doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a dusty old God, and I know better than he does. Who is it that endorses? The, conf- the mental confusion and the lie that says sodomy is okay. It is Satan. So when the state creates a, quote, and I'm going to say this one more time to make the point, quote, unquote, pride month, the state is endorsing the religion of Satan worship. They're violating their own precepts. They're violating their own supposed principles by endorsing that. But you see, the state wants to be your master. The state knows that if you choose God over it, that it will not have control over you. And so what does the state do in order to entice man to worship it over God? Well, the state says, hey, you want to commit sodomy? Awesome, we love it, do it all day long. We'll even come up with a special holiday for you. The state says, you want to covet your neighbor's money and property? Cool, no problem. We'll create programs that take your neighbor's money away and give it to you. You like covetousness? We like it too. The state says, well, I know that your stodgy old God says that murder is wrong, but we've decided because we're smarter than God that under certain circumstances, murdering babies is just fine and they endorse the horribly sinful behavior of self-indulgence and selfishness. How much, more, how much more selfish can you possibly be to say, well, I engaged in immoral behavior, and because I engaged in immoral behavior, I am now pregnant with this child who's going to be inconvenient to me, but because it's going to be inconvenient, the state has told me that I can, I can murder it and throw it in the garbage can, and I can ask this doctor here, and this doctor here will uh, help me murder it and throw it in the garbage can. And even if I wait and for nine months, the day the baby is born, I can still say, you know what, I changed my mind, I don't want it, kill it and throw it in the garbage can. And the state says, that's fine with us. The state of New York laughs and smiles as like the minions of Satan that they are and says, don't sweat it, we'll put the thing over in a box, we'll throw it away. You go on living your life. The state persecutes Christians on behalf of sinners. At the very beginning, Christ, our Lord and Savior, our perfect example, Remember that Christ was given to us as our perfect example. There's so many reasons for Christ to have come to earth as a man. And one of those reasons was to be our perfect example. And he says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Ladies and gentlemen, if you say, well, the state, because the state's in charge, and, and they say what goes. So the state says that fornication and sodomy is okay. So it's okay. The state says murdering your infant babies is okay. So it's Okay. The state says it's okay to covet your neighbor's property. No problem. It must be okay because the state said it's okay. The state said if one of these stodgy, stick-in-the-mud Christians doesn't endorse your evil, satanic behavior, if they don't bow down and worship you, then we'll punish them. We will drag them before the courts. We will ruin their business. We will shut them down. If we have to, we'll take their money and throw them in jail because we will endorse your sinful behavior over the behavior of Christians. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot worship the state and worship your God at the same time. Now, you have a choice to make. You can obey God's law and word first, Or you can worship the state and put God second. I would not endorse or recommend that behavior because at the end of the day, your soul belongs to only one. Now, you can surrender your soul to the state. You can endorse and support the behavior of the state. You can do that. But you cannot be a faithful child of God at the same time. You have that choice to make, and that is the beauty of being a Christian. That is the beauty of our God is he loved us so much that he said, I I love you so much that I will give you free will. I will allow you to make the choice. I am going to pray that you who are listening to me make the choice and worship your God first and foremost And if you come to a crossroad where the state is in direct conflict with the Word of God, I would hope that you would choose the Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me for the Legion of Michael program today. I truly appreciate it. I'm glad that you're out there. I am thankful and grateful to all of you who have shared this program with your friends and neighbors and who have left a review. I'd love it if you enjoyed this, if you left a five-star review on whichever podcast uh, player whether it's you know whatever spotify or I, I i'm not gonna tell you how to listen to the show you know how you got here but leave a review so other people will know please and thank you all right we're going to close out today as we always do with the warrior's prayer keep this in your heart and in your mind as you go forward lord i come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
2: you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC, spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.